yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode 15, 14. 15. 15. Good, I got it right the first time. Yeah. Another super great uh, intro. Yeah. Man, I... (laughs) It's okay. I won't use that first one. Oh, man. I was just letting it ride and enjoying the tunes, and I was like, shit, we're supposed to podcast. Right. Well, mics weren't on. (laughs) Yeah, no, the mics weren't on. That was... I was like, uh, you're muted? We're muted? Can they hear us? That was an introduction victory. Oh, my gosh. That was embarrassing. So, hey, before we get into it, if you guys... Would love to go over and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us at. That would be awesome. Get us a little five-star review. And just want to holler at you guys about how you can support it's awkward. Meathead Shatter, the podcast here. The part. You can give us a follow <laughs> at Meathead Shatter on Instagram. In the bio, we have a pretty sweet link that can take you to many things, one of which being our Patreon. If you enjoy the podcast and want to show your support, for as little as $5 a month, you can be a supporting member, and we can be friends. You can be a friend of the podcast. If you're wanting something a little more for 30 bucks a month, we do have available template programming for powerlifting and strongman sent out weekly. You can just sign up for either one of those and get something for your money other than this sweet-ass entertainment. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram individually, at strongman underscore Dan for me, and at PSAC16 for Preston. Back to the show. All right, now that my mortgage is paid. Right. <clears throat> hey, I appreciate you saying um, Spotify, by the way. Yeah, that's Who the hell listens second. to Apple Podcasts? Oh, do you really? I, I was driving the other day, and I was listening to it, and you said, uh, listen, give it, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And I was like, who? Who who uses Apple Podcasts? Well, that's where I look to see the reviews. I that's where probably, I, uh, I should probably look at Spot. I don't even have Spotify downloaded. Oh, seriously? So I don't even know. But if you look at like the numbers and stuff, um, Spotify and Apple Apple Podcasts is the biggest by far, and then Spotify huh. is the second biggest. Well, it hasn't podcasts haven't been on Spotify for a long time. Correct. That's yeah. true. I think it's definitely kind of the next level, but it's kind of if you're not real techie and you have an Apple iPhone, then. Right. Apple Podcast is already done for you. So. Right, and that makes it so much easier. Yeah. So you had a pretty big weekend. I had a pretty big weekend. What'd you do? Anything fun? I uh, I won two nationals. Which two cool. of them? Yeah. What? Nice. Yeah. So um, USSF, which is United States Strength Lifting Federation, um, their championships were this past weekend, um, and I had a, a pretty great time. It's a powerlifting meet, and then there's overhead Overhead press and deadlift are the uh, second little competitions, and you you deadlift and it counts for both. But all right, yeah, no. So so how'd you do? I won. It was good. Did you win? Yeah. What was your total? Was uh, that a, was that a full? So you did full power, right? Yeah. So I did basically a four lift day, um, uh, squat, overhead, bench, deadlift, um, and man, I tell you what, it was. Uh, I have never felt this good at a meet. And I started getting a little a little cocky, and I, I just warmed up like an asshole the whole time. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, I didn't know I that. I warmed off like I warmed up like like ten year ago strongman competition warm up. <laughs> so was, like four sets. <laughs> you, that's a lot of sets, man. I you know. did four sets of one. I warmed up like Shane Caruso. Oh Jesus! <laughs> God, you're... my buddy from Michigan. That okay? So I uh, squats. I felt kind of like fucked up the whole time I warmed up. So I, I took like. 225 for like a double and then 315 and then 400 405 and then 455 and i'm like wow i feel like shit my knee's about to explode i felt like my my quad was gonna tear off the bone i'm like this does not bode well but then like 
I don't know if any of those lifts in competition, like my three attempts, I've never lifted any of those weights. And training. Half as easy. Right. As they, they oh, my training. God. They look so fast. Like, my third looked like a damn opener. I, <laughs> I was going to give you, actually, I'm glad you said it because I was going to give you a hard time about that. Because um, several of your thirds look like openers. Now, your bench, not necessarily, yeah, but your deadlift and your freaking squat. I was and like, my, and your overhead, overhead press. Like, all of them. I was like, dude. In so the, in the, in the what big, are we doing? The big bench maybe looked like a second. Well, so but. you got to think. What did you do before the bench, though? Right. So, so going into this, of course, Mike, my coach, um, we, he prepped me for this whole cycle, and and man, it's the longest prep I've ever done with him. I had a sixteen week prep. Oh, jeez. I can't. I just don't usually have the attention span for that. But I was like, you know what? I want to do this shit right. I know whenever he programs stuff for me, it just fucking works. So we'll go, we'll go ham. We'll go hard in the paint for 16 weeks. Um, and prep was good. Early on, I was kind of bored with it because he doesn't program a lot of movements or anything. Right, no, it was and very the volume simple. super low. And I had like a kind of a deload every third week. So it was like two weeks where half of the lifts were heavy, half of them were light. And then the third week was like everything was light and i was like wow I'm, i must be getting old if that's what i need for recovery but it <laughs> fucking worked no kidding um and we kind of went over the week before attempts and stuff based on how things were moving uh my last heavy days of training and i mean things were moving okay my last heavy days of training but nothing moved like it did on comp day right but you know hey d loads are great rest right well i mean <laughs> you can look at the meat and I, I'm not gonna bug y'all with every attempt, but um, if you look at my Instagram page at Strongman or Scordan, uh, there's a pretty good breakdown there. Um, and I mean, there's so many people that are like, "Dude, you probably had like 50, 100 pounds on the platform," right. and I'm like, "That's true, but I uh, that could be true, right?" But but, but, but if I you went, were to I push five, one, would you have lost one? Exactly. I went five sixty five on squat in sleeves, which um, I've hit that in training, but it was high. Um, in competition, the most I've ever hit in sleeves is like 535. So for me, that was a huge sleeve PR in competition, and I'll take it, um, especially because I never knew if my knee was going to hurt or not. Right. And and it's like, yeah, I probably had 585 to 600 in there, but if I did that, that's going to tire my lower back out. What would I have been able to deadlift? Um, if, and, you know, it's going to – I'm one of those guys where I have pretty not amazing shoulder flexibility, so a heavy squat – really takes it out of my bench and I have right. an overhead press in this meet too. Well, so. yeah. So what, when, right. Correct me if I'm wrong, but when you did your first, when last time you benched 500 in comp, that was just a push pull me, right? Yeah. So right. that was my big thing on this meet is I want a 500 plus bench. 500 would have been fine, but I wanted of course to PR my bench, um, 500 plus bench in a full meet to kind of like flip off the people and not, not that there was a, Usually the people that have this attitude are people who suck and can't bench three plates. <laughs> but uh, there were some people that were like, oh, well, when you do it in a full meet, let, you know, let me know, pussy. Like those right. People. Well, and I remember, because you and I had talked about it, and I was like, wait, this is a full power meet plus yeah. an extra movement, yeah. and you still hit a bench. So you assholes, that's a big fucking You deal. assholes get the double deuce. I did it in a full meet with an extra upper body lift, and I still did a hit a seven-pound PR. I ended up benching 507. That's a huge, that's a big deal. That's <laughs> tough. And, dude, uh, so a couple things about th – this is the lift I kind of want to talk about the most, but that that federation's a smaller federation. It's a newer federation. It used to just be squat, overhead press, and deadlift. Correct. And they, and they revamped it to include powerlifting because there's just 
more people that want to do that, and they're trying to like grow their federation and stuff. Um, so they have powerlifting and they have strengthlifting. They took the squat out of their strengthlifting competition. You can still do it if you want, but it doesn't go toward your total because overhead press is such a small number compared to a squat and a deadlift that it almost didn't matter. So they took the squat out, so your overhead press had a bigger impact on your right, total to make right. it more, more competitive. Yeah, and that, that's that's interesting. Um, I mean, hell, I didn't realize it was two in one. I forgot. Yeah. Um, and that's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, but anyway, so they, they, they grew it. They're doing the powerlifting now as well. Um, I'm just going to talk about this federation for a little bit. Super cool fed. Um, the reason I did it is because I love their rule set. They don't have any commands. Oh, there's no commands? No commands. Because if we're in the gym, and you know I have to pause a bench on my chest, and I do a bench press and fucking bounce it off my chest, if you were the judge, would you be able to tell that that's a red light? No. Wait, Why would you not be able to tell wait, that's a red if light? Wait, if, it, if you bounce it? Yeah. If we're in the gym and I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm no, going oh, yeah, to no, do this I know to competition standards, but there's no commands, and I fucking throw it and bounce it off my chest and rack it real quick. And oh, that's... Control, you'd be able to... You're, you're not an idiot. You could right. be, you could be like, uh, yeah, that wouldn't count in comp. Right. Well, and well, it it's a controlled movement. Yeah. That's what a judge would be should be looking for. Is, are and, you under control? And do you need a command for a judge to fucking know if it's a good lift or not? No. no. You can watch it and see if that's a high squat. You can watch it and see if you had soft hips on the deadlift before you brought it down. So they're like, what? They're like, their philosophy is like it's fucking stupid to miss a lift because you. F- Forgot to wait on the rack command. Like, you showed control, but you put it back before they said rack. Why should that be a red light? Right, you right. Did the that makes sense. Lift. That totally makes sense. So that's kind of their their thought process on the rule set. So there's no commands on anything, but the standards are like normal powerlifting standards. On the bench press, you have to bring it out and show control. You have to get the chest and make it motionless. And then you press it, show control, rack it. So that's, that's their rule set, but they're not going to, like, piss and moan about, like, stupid shit. Right, and I think that's a big thing that people don't like about powerlifting is uh huh. It's what is I it's hate about too it. Too fucking subjective. Like I know for a fact, um, at every single meet I've ever been at, I will watch the flight before me and say, "Oh, okay, that's how they're doing the pauses." Uh huh. Like, like it should never go. Oh, that's how they're doing the pauses today. Okay, cool. Now, in reality, it does. There were there were a number of people that got red lights for not pausing on the chest. So they were enforcing the rules too, right? Right. Um, but but there were they weren't being dicks about the pause either. Like if you paused it for a tenth of a second, you're good because right. you can tell. Oh shit! Yeah, you can tell yeah. when someone's pre- doing a full bench press because it stops. And there's definitely people that got called on squat depth. Right. Um, there's people that got caught on not showing control before they racked it on the squat. So they were they were calling people on shit. That's nice. Um, it was actually really sound judging, and I'm not just saying that because I I got pretty. You know, I, so this is, I have never, I don't think I've, I think there's been one meet where I've gotten all three of my squats one time in my like eight years of powerlifting. And so I got all my, all three of my squats. Nice. And only one red light on that last one. Cause my, one of my hips just doesn't go down as far. Right. So that was the other thing. Maybe I wouldn't have gotten 585 if I went there because. Right. Right. You know, it feels great. Cause but... I got called on depth on one of the side judges. Mm, yeah, um, that's true. And the only lift I missed was that deadlift that I that I dropped. Right, and you know what? You and I both. I give you. I was giving you a hard time the other day about hook grip because you did. You, you you basically trained all hook grip, and then day of the meet, you know, it, it failed you, and you you switched to mix. You well, know what? 
If it works, it works, though. And, and I mean, I, I definitely have a shit more practice mixed grip. Right, you're more comfortable for sure. But I, this whole so the first probably eight weeks of prep, every time I deadlifted, my coach would text me and be like, "Dude, you gotta straighten your underhand arm. Like you gotta flex that tricep because you're bending." I'm like, Fuck. yeah, no, you you do, and you still do, yep. and, and it's like, and in the meet, it was, it was better than it had been in training. Yeah, uh, but if I'm gonna tear shit, I'll tear it in the meet. I don't care. That's I, I right. Mean, I care, but if I'm gonna tear it, it better be in a meet, not in training. <laughs> right. Well, and the other thing was is uh, you didn't touch on this is they don't you it's just a straight power bar. There's no squat yeah. bar or deadlift bar. So honestly, that's a big that's, difference. That's especially only, on the deadlift. That's my only beef, and and actually probably why I couldn't hold on to it hook grip wise because right because it's a little millimeter. Bit, yeah, it's a little bit of, thicker. Twenty seven. Twenty seven makes a big difference. Yes. Twenty seven millimeter I can get two fingers on my thumb for hook. Twenty nine millimeter I only got one finger on. Right. Um but man, it, I love the rule set and I love how they do way outs. They don't do Oh, they ins. do way outs. Interesting. Way, way outs. So um there's no twenty four hour ahead of time, way in dehydrated and, and all fucked up and then put on twenty pounds of body weight before the next day. You get done with your third deadlift, you go to the back room, and you weigh yourself. There's your weight class. I love that. Yeah. I, I love that because it um, definitely, you know, and in the world of powerlifting, um, because I'm kind of, I feel like sometimes I'm in between me or weight classes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if that was a more common thing, I do not think some, we would have some of the powerlifting numbers that we have. We wouldn't have the same world records, that's for sure. That and, is, I mean, well, John Hackwit walks around two sixteen. So, yep. yep. Well, and, and honestly, that is probably like I mean, I won the championships and I had a great meet, and, and I PR'd my total by like seven pounds or something in sleeves. Whereas last time I was in a monolift in wraps with a squat bar and a deadlift bar, so it's actually a pretty huge total for me. Um, but that's why. You, it, you'll probably never have the best of the best in there. Right. And because they're, you're trying to break all-time world records, and if you weigh out after deadlift... Right. If I was chasing down a world record, I wouldn't compete in this place because it just it just wouldn't be in the cards because weight cuts are part of the game at that Right, level. right, right. And that and powerlifting that is so true. I mean, even on certain levels of strongman. Yeah. Um, you know, the not not necessarily. Yeah, if you're not, if you're not in the open class, if you're like a two thirty one and under, yeah. like like our yeah. boy Justin at the gym, he's um, a two thirty one guy. Yeah, he moves. Uh, I think he moves fifteen pounds of water or so. Yeah. Then fifteen pounds. Yeah, he uh, he walks around somewhere between like right around two fifty, and then he cuts to two thirty one. Right, and you know what? If you can't, if hey, it's not against the rules. Why not? And it's do in it? the rule set. Now, one thing that some people will dislike about this federation is they do not allow sumo. Oh really? That is a non sumo fetter. They're like they're a non sumo fetter. They're like they're like they're kind of like get away the games. Now I am better conventional than sumo, so it works out for me. But from a mechanical standpoint, if you can sumo and get in a good position, you will always pull more than conventional. Oh yeah, you, you just will. Um, and then the one other rule that I personally don't like because I bench better the other way. Well, maybe not. Shit, I just broke my my record. But uh, they're they're a flat foot bench federation. Oh, see, so yeah, that the, the whole on foot, the, the whole foot thing that doesn't bother me. Um, uh, that's the same way the USAPL. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the reason foot. and the reason they do that because uh, they kind of talked about it in the rules section is that it makes it harder to have like an obnoxious cheating motherfucking arch. That makes sense, and I like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I do. So it's kind of the same idea like as to why they don't allow sumo because it's like a range of motion 
cheat, for lack of a better term, but it's it's within the rules, so it's fine. Right. Same thing with tucking do the toes have, versus uh, flat feet. Do they have a bench grip with limitations? Um, it's standard. They have the power ring, so you okay. have to something has to be touching the ring. I didn't know. Um, I remember I was listening to I think I was listening to a podcast, and Sean Noriega was on there, and he was discussing um, his bench grip because he's a very wide bencher mm. for in the USAPL. And he said, yeah, of course I do it. Yeah, of course it's cheating, but it's in the rules that I can do it. So It's I do not it. cheating if it's legal in the rules. Right. And so. he, he, he's like, yeah, it, it does give me an unfair advantage, but I've learned how to use my mechanics. Yeah. He did say, though. Leverage thinks, is as part of the skill, man. He thinks that, um, with, when, especially with bench, they should limit how wide your grip can go. So do they not in USAPL? They don't limit it in any federation, I don't think. Really? Like, 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 like they limit how wide it can go. So, but like he meant limit it how wide your grip can be based on your weight class. Oh, so right. you don't have the uh, so like a, the a, what's a her one, name a one eighty one dude grabbing same to the rings as how I grab the rings. Right, I will look like a much narrower bencher than them. Or well, the of women the width of the people. The women will you know put their hands as wide as possible. And then we have instead Shorts of that range of motion. Oh my gosh, the range of motion now becomes two inches. And then if you inches. combine a toe tuck with mm-hmm. big arch, yeah, it's moving nothing. Um, so then you get these controversial. Um, I think there was a IPL bench world record that's kind of controversial right now. Right. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jen Thompson. Jen Thompson posted, posted it. it. She took it down because it became a hater fest, and she was like, "I'm not about that life." Right, but, but right. Yes, Jen Thompson has a wide bench grip, <clears throat> but as well. her range of motion is like. Nine to twelve inches. Right, it's a little it, bit longer. But it looks yeah. like she's doing a bench press, whereas this other person's like, yeah, there was like a two inch range of motion world record, and I was ridiculous. like, okay, well, if you don't like that record, go to a different federation. Yeah, it, um, that is what it is. Yeah, but, I think that's you know. So you, yeah, that's shout why out. There's so many shout good out to uh, United States Strength Lifting. They got an Instagram. Um, I'll include it in the description, but I'm pretty sure if you just look up United States Strength Lifting or USSF something i don't know you'll you'll right. find it i tagged them in my post uh super cool dudes that run the thing i just like that they basically took basically the shit that makes the public look at powerlifting and go that's not a bench press right that's not it. like they tried to think like if i was joe schmo off the street watching this would i be like whoa that dude's strong that lady's strong or would i be like the fuck is that that's not lifting right and it's i like think they tried to good. fix that and i i like that i think I, that's good for the sport i think it is too i think you know, any way we can make Gen Pop look at something and say, oh, that makes sense. Like, yeah. or versus them look at like a world record where the person has a humongous arch. And they go, that's not a world record. That doesn't count. That you, should it, that's not you a You like just press. flexed yeah. your, your shoulders a little bit. And then full disclosure, we are not saying that world record is not a bench press. Yes. We're just saying if you look at it, as a gen pop person without a lifting background, you should be able to understand why they would have a little bit of pause calling that a world record bench right, press. Right, right, yeah. They, they, I mean, you think... It is a world record bench press because it's within the rules, but you should be able to understand why most people would be like, huh? Right, and yeah, when you look at a bench press or a general per- person looks at a bench press, that's what they think. They're like, yeah. no wide grip, the, even the crazy arch. Yep. You know, they're like, you. why are you arching your back? Shoot, even a little arch and people get... Oh my gosh, they're like, what's wrong with you? Why are you arching? I'm like, you're going to hurt your back. (laughs) All right, well, apparently you don't know what the direction of the spine is supposed to look, but whatever. (laughs) I've really had anyone that could bench over 185 talk about that. Yeah, no, I I, I don't. Normally it's like my parents or like Uh my family will say something like that. All right, sorry, I'm going to monopolize here. So, So let me talk about that bench press. So here's what was so cool about that footage. This is the first 500 
pound bench press they've had at that federation. So it, everyone there was super cool, and I'm a pretty friendly guy, but everyone there, even before we started rocking and rolling, everyone was super nice and cool. The competitors were super I'm just going to say nice and cool again because I said it like 20 times. Um, everyone was great. Everyone was, was, yeah, whatever. I don't know why I'm stuck on that. Um, the guys that ran the Federation were, were very personable, uh, very happy to talk with you about anything. The judge, everyone was super cool. So, and this is their first 500-pound bench. So there's like, uh, my dad's going to send me a video. It has kind of like the lead up. They're like ha- talking it up and like like leaning. I felt like a freaking rock star. I've never felt. Oh, man, that's cool I shit. I have never felt this cool in my life. Um, so they're like, yeah, the first 500 pound bench press getting ready to come, blah, blah, blah. So I hit a 475 as my second. And then when I was putting down the 507 at the table, uh, Jordan Stanton, who runs the Federation was one of the guys that was helping announce. Um, and, and he said, Hey, are you going to hit that? And I was like, fuck, I'm going to hit that. He's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks if you hit that. So what? we had like side bets going on and shit. Oh my god, I and love I the federation like, now. I was like, I was like, my brother, I'm gonna smash this. Thank you for your donation. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, definitely, the pressure was on. Then they hyped yeah, the hell yeah. out of it. Yeah, Holy they, shit! They hyped the hell out of it. Um, and then uh, I, of course, went out there and, and Ellen. I've I've always had so Ellen, my fiance, she. Um, lifts off for me almost all the time in the gym. But when it gets over about like 450 in the past, she's been a little like apprehensive about doing it uh, because she's like, well, if you fuck up, I know I can't help. So like I'll have you or, or, you know, some other dude at the gym lift off for me. But like, and you do a good lift off. So Was that a self this- lift? No, she lifted off for me. Oh, she, so, she did give you the 507. Yeah. Lift. So oh, I, damn. I, I just know like she lifts off for me so much. I know exactly how it's going to feel. She, like, we're just, like, tuned in. Whenever she lifts off for me, like, it feels great. There could be a bigger, stronger dude that, like, lifts 100 pounds off for me, throws it out in front of me, and fucking drops it on me. And I've had that happen in competition, too. And then you, like, have to take a second to stabilize it and be like, holy fuck, before you start. And I'm like, you know what? If she can, like, be cool with lifting off for me, I would rather her do it because I know it's, like, butter every time. So um, so Ellen lifted off for me, which was super cool. She's never lifted off for me on something that heavy or, she's like, part of the PR, you know. Um, so she lifted off, and great handoff. She got out of the way, and, and I, I got it. And, I mean, it was a little bit of – it looks like much less of a grind than it felt like. Oh, really? Was it, like, a grind? Dude, I squeezed my – ass so hard so hard oh that's right you said your uh, your I, balls cramped i had a cramp in my nutsack from squeezing my ass so hard um and i i definitely strained my pec um so it moved really well but while i was pressing it i was like fuck i need to finish this because everything hurts and i got done and i was like all happy and jumped or whatever um it, and it was a good lift and I got done. I was like, fuck my shoulder. But, but yeah, when I hit it, the crowd was like, Wah! like it was huge. Like I felt like a fucking rock star. Um, and man, I, I tell you what, that'll be probably my favorite lift of my life forever. Like even more than hitting that 500 the first time, just cause the crowd was so fire. Everybody was so pumped about it. Um, yeah, it was, it was a very good memory. And, and I, uh, and this will probably be, this will definitely be my last meet at this body weight. So I'm definitely not going to be this heavy ever again. And if I cut down to like 260, 
I just don't know if a 500-pound bench will ever happen for me. Never say never. I, so I think it, I think be, it's in the cards. I think, you know, mass moves mass and all that good jazz. But, yeah. you know, when you do lose a bit of body sure weight. Sure as shit ain't going to move like that ever. Again. Right. Well, when you lose a little <laughs> bit of body weight, obviously the, the range of motion increases and everything. But – I don't know. I think it, I think you could train back to yeah. Once I bench. stabilize at two sixty, two sixty five, right? Then I I'll think get stronger again. I but. think that's the that'll be the issue. The thing is making sure you get to the weight you need to be, and then just kind of hang right. out there. Because I know, shit. Since I've known you, you've gone up to three oh eight twice, three times, yeah, I, um, three or four times. Yeah, three. <clears throat> I've done three meets. I had that meet in March last year, right before COVID hit, mm-hmm. where I just kind of like fucked up and passed out and stuff like that, <laughs> uh, and then. October 3rd last year, which is where I hit that 500, and then this one. Right, yeah, and I so, like, your normal body weight, when as long as I've known you, is, like, I don't know, 170 or so? She's one, 270. Oh, yep, yeah. Shit, 270, not 170. Yeah, Good 270 is, is where I feel relatively healthy. Right. Um, but I, I want to get a little lower than that. I want to lean out a little bit. I feel like you getting around the body weight of 260, obviously you're going to lose a bit of muscle mass, but you're going you're gonna to just feel... Yeah, I'm going to feel better. way better. You're going to sleep better. Well, especially I'm going for the, the beast tamer or whatever for, with kettlebells. So, like, being right. able to do a weighted pull-up with 100-plus kettlebell is going to be difficult. Going to be difficult at 280, 290, even 270. Mm-hmm. I get down to 260, and it becomes a thing that I could do pretty easy probably. Well, yeah, because that's no different than, like... That's kind of what I'm doing right like now. Like a 50-pound kettlebell, <laughs> yeah. drop 50 pounds of body weight. There yep. you go, 100-pound kettlebell. Yeah, and that's, I mean, I could do I could do at least one 45-pound plate right now right. on a pull-up. So, so yeah, it's, it'll be a nice little twist of the journey. And, and I mean, this is just kind of like a really cool cap off. I got that 306 overhead press. I wanted to hit 300 overhead strict in competition. God, that was strict as fuck. Could you, can you, can you press, push press? In competition, or does it have to so be So, knees have to be locked. Okay. So, this is one thing I will say about United States Strength Lifting Federation. Their strict overhead press lift, the rules allow them to get a little shenanigan-y. Can where, every, where, where everything else is like, no sumo, because that's cheating. No toes on bench instead of flat foot, because that's cheating, because you can get a big arch. Well, they will let you fuck the shit out of that bar on <laughs> on overhead. So oh, your knees really? have to stay straight. But what people do is they'll have it kind of right at their chin, and they'll basically shoot their hips forward. You know how when you deadlift and your hips go forward too far and you get soft knees? Yeah. If you go right before that point and then rock your hips back to create momentum, so you're basically doing a push press oh, but with your hips. Yeah. It's legal. And you can lean back or whatever, and that's a hard one to, like, the lean back part is in turning it to an incline press. That's right. a hard one to really police, but that fucking hip thing. <laughs> oh man, I I know exactly what you're talking about because I can just see someone who is very has good hip mobility mm-hmm. being able to fling that hip. So there with were so much so there force, were, like they're swinging a kettlebell. There were a couple guys. Advantage. There were a couple guys. Um, there was basically three of us, four of us that were really damn close to each other on the overhead. And I'm, I was by far like the biggest dude there. Um, but they were, they were very good at that technique. Um, 
one guy got called on a, on a little knee bend because if you're the more aggressive you are with it, the more oh, it's the gonna more help likely you, you're going to have knee bend. But the more likely you're going to have that knee bend. So he got called on that. Uh, basically, the, the dude that I ended up beating on the overhead, I got a three oh six. He got a three oh four. So oh, I, shit. I kilo chipped him, but not on purpose. Like I went before him and chose my weight, and then he went after me and chose his. But hmm. he he chipped himself. Adam. Right. That's, that's what you fucking get, Adam. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so that that's the only lift where I'm like, I, I mean, I love it because I just love the overhead press, and I mean, shit. Even without that, I was I was hitting, you know, good enough number to get what I needed right. to get. But, um, yeah, that's 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 my spiel on the on the lift. I lost six thirty five with a hook grip. Um, came back and just oh six thirty five was your second attempt. Yeah, okay. and then I went for it again on my third because I was I was mentally thinking three hundred kilo or bigger for my third. But when I dropped that one, I was like, I just want to get it in. And I felt so – I was a little nervous about the bicep, so I just kept the right. same weight. And, what is and your biggest pull like in hell. comp? Uh, in comp – I don't think you've hit that. 677. Have you hit 677? Comp. Yeah, it was before I knew you. It was like 27. Oh, that's right. It was before your back injury. Yeah. Yeah, it was like right before – it was – yeah, the year I hurt my back is when I hit that. Okay. And, I, and that was when I'd hit – I'd hit 705 like twice in gym. Okay, so you do um, have a bigger pull than I do in comp. For now. Yeah. Maybe it was 671. I don't know. For now. Check my Instagram. My bench isn't updated yet, but I think if you go on open powerlifting, I think 671 is actually it. Hmm. Uh, I could have swore I've hit a 677, but it's not recorded, so it's right. whatever. Right. Well, yeah. No and then picture, I missed, picture didn't happen. I missed a 683 at Worlds in 2016, uh, just right at lockout, kind of like where I missed it, where I missed that 680 at that RPS meet. Yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, that but, okay, but that RPS meet, the reason you missed it is because of no chalk. Man, <laughs> <laughs> anytime you deadlift, or especially in competition, I'm like, I hey, mean, you got any chalk? Dude, you, you chalk? should have seen how that six, the, you saw that 635 moved on my third. I, yeah, you had. I could have hit a 680 so much. for and the sure. the crazy thing is, is it was it on moved, a power bar. It like, was, exactly. On the deadlift bar, like you like deadlifting on, uh, Yeah, it would have been a lot different. At this moment, I'm. On a good day, I'm probably a 700 puller right oh, now. So you think? I, on a deadlift bar? Oh, man, you are I above. Think so. I think you are above me right now yeah. at the moment. I don't know. We're not, well, put, just, we're just not looking, pushing deadlifts real hard right now. Well, and I mean, it's easy to say it. I'm not doing it right now. I mean, but 635, the way 635 moved, I know I had a, I had a upper sixes pull in me. Oh, yeah. But. I don't know where mine's at. We haven't, uh, so this should be the first week where I hop back on my sumo pull. Nice. Um, so I'm very curious. As You're to what? Six weeks out? Seven? Something no like that? No way. Am I that close? Mm. It's November, isn't it? And we're, uh, in o- we're in October. Right. I got to book my plane ticket. I'm nervous. I, I've been procrastinating pl- booking that dang plane ticket. Yeah, dude. I think you're like six weeks out right now. Um, One, two, three, four, five. Oh, shit. I'm in my six weeks. <laughs> oh, boy. Time to peak, baby. Oh, damn. Um, Yeah, I did not realize I was that close. Um. Okay, well, hopefully. So you're still feeling worlds then? You you think it's not going to be an issue with the I vaccine? Don't, I mean, you're vaccinated, but right? No, I'm, so it's not the it's not the vaccine now. Um, I'm very it's the cons- travel quarantine uh, stuff. Well, no, it's not even that. It's the it's the flight. Just getting a flight. Um, Especially if you want to fly Southwest, they don't go to England though. So well, so that's the problem. That was what I was going with. Is I'm a little nervous about my the, the so I haven't booked my flight. Um, because I'm stupid. You better get on that. It's just going to get expensive. Because it's going to get expensive, and I'm 
I just keep forgetting about it. You had like a backup meat plan though too, didn't you? So I do have a backup meat. Um, I have a couple of them. So there is one out in Utah that I kind of, you know, want to do. Um, what else? There's one, I think the week after that is, uh, that's the one in Utah. And I think there's one that's two weeks after or right around that time that my coach is actually hosting out in Washington state. Oh, nice. Um, and we have discussed going out to Washington state anyway, because it's now a place of inter- interest to move for some silly reason. Ugh. I know she said she brought Even it up after all that twenty twenty. She she brought that up to me, and I said, "Jeez, <laughs> fuck!" I said she brought that up to me, and I was like, "Absolutely not!" I was like, "Did we not just watch what this would happen?" Didn't Seattle like lose its sovereignty? To, no, to some dudes. It's just like, seeded like, from the nation. Yeah, it was like what was that? Chopper, Cha- Chaz. Chaz. I was just about to say, is Chaz? It got taken over by a bunch of. People that could never win a fist fight. Oh my gosh! But so and and it was the nation should look at that as a reminder as to why Texas should look government at government should actually exist. Texas should look at that as a reason to secede because you know the government ain't going to do shit. No shit. Te- They'd well, be like, you didn't do anything there. We're good. We got way more guns than they did. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, fuck that. Yeah. Well, but Texas yeah, you're is right. Tempted. Government's job is to prevent. Armed insurrection, right? I mean, Jesus of your Christ. Country. Like, so that's here, what here's it's my there thing: for. is, in my opinion, every single person that participated in that Chaz coup or whatever you treason. want to call it, they should be tried with treason. Yeah. Now, the 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 Biden administration, even well, fuck, even the Trump administration, they fucked that up too. Yeah, Trump Trump should have so, tried them all with treason. So honestly, well, I mean, maybe but it was treason, a, but at least it was an something. election year, so he was going. I was going to say his he his behavior in 2020 was so. Pussy. He was. He was a big old pussy because he, he did not. I mean, he he knew it was an election year, and he knew that if he did not mind his peas and cues, he was worried about was getting elected, not, not getting re-elected. not worried about doing the right thing. And I, he would have gotten more votes. I blame if he did that. So, he was the law and order guy, not doing law and order. Right, and I blame him for the economy breaking. I yeah, because it was his choice. He let it happen, and unfortunately. He, I expect that shit from Biden and the Democrats. Well, and and okay, so I get it. There was no handbook on the COVID response. So, but there is a handbook called the Constitution for individual rights. Right, and my thing is, is we let we broke our country's economy because yeah. we let it happen. The economy didn't break. The government broke it. Oh yeah, no, we on didn't. Purpose. Yeah, the go, the well, yeah, the the government broke our economy and the world economy is broken. So I I do I get fired up yeah. when I say people see people post on Facebook how the that Biden's the reason that our economy is the way it is or that gas prices are the way they are. I'm like he's the reason it's still like He's it the is. reason it's not any better. Yeah, he's continuing but we broke it. He's continuing he's continuing continuing. <laughs> One of one of the few policies that Trump put out where I was like, "Nope, you're fucking wrong." Yeah, and I I have a major issue with that. And he's continuing know, a Trump policy, right? How are, we, how are people okay with that? Because I they we, I thought people hated Trump because they're fucking stupid. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there's a D around him instead of an R, right? Well, and I I just give don't... me an L, give me a libertarian. Fuck all these parties, right? Well, yeah, agreed. I yeah, we fucking broke our economy, and I am not. You know, my parents were thinking about buying a new house, and I straight up told them not to. I said, Why not? Well, so, I mean, do you trust the economy right now to make a big purchase like that? I mean, honestly, housing markets held pretty strong. For now. I mean, if you wait, it'll, it'll pop well, down. Well, and that's maybe, the thing but... is my parents have decided to drag their feet because they're going to build. 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, right, I, I told them. Right I now, said dragging your feet is probably a good idea. I, I said you you guys are done. Do not do not make any purchases because you're building. So the cost of materials have gone up. Yeah, um, building right now would be a nightmare. Yeah, so they're gonna build, and I'm like, no. And then Dad was in, uh, talking Wooden about steel are up like three hundred percent or something. Right, crazy. and my dad was talking about um, how. Because they waited a little bit, the property value of their house dropped like thirty grand or something because it wasn't at the like big selling point. Yeah, wait then. And so dad was like, well, but if we if we put a garage on there, then it will bring it back up to th- back thirty grand up. And I said, but you're it's going to cost more than 30 It's going to cost you at least 15 to build yeah. the damn garage. So you're going to profit 15. You're going to make 15 grand more. And he's like, yeah, well, wouldn't you do that? I said... Uh, yeah, if it was gr- guaranteed. Well, and if and if and if it would have brought you above where you were before, exactly. Like if your housing prices are going down, that is not a realized loss to your pocketbook unless you sell. Right. So, it, ooh, oh, housing market shit. Your your house is only worth half what it was previously. Well, yeah, only if I sell it. Right. If I wait two years, three years, like so, in twenty eight, when all that shit happened, if you waited till twenty twelve to sell your house, you did great. You didn't lose any money on your house, right? Yeah, my uh, so same thing I, with four hundred one k distribution. It's like, well, if you're not getting a distribution, if the market drops, it doesn't actually hurt you, right? And so I, I've been telling my dad to wait um, because I, I I truthfully think they need to wait. You know, because I I don't trust the state of the economy. I I will have a better opinion and viewpoint of twenty twenty two, come twenty twenty two. But um, this quarter, the fourth quarter, this holiday season will give us an idea of what we're going to look at. So do you know what the inflation rate is currently or the estimated inflation rate is for 21? I do not. I know so it's I, not looking great. So I looked it up because of a pending lawsuit and I wanted to know um, because of investment money that I've lost out on. Right. And I think we're cruising at around four and a half. Um, I think the last time we were that bad was Yeah, I was going to say, we're usually in like two to three. Yeah, two to three range. Um, There was a period of deflation at the beginning of the year of like one and a half percent. And then we are currently back up above four, I think. So that's a five-point swing. That's not not like it's a four-point. We haven't seen like stagflation, like stagnant economy with inflation since Carter. Right, and it is... Like since the 70s. No, 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 like it's majorly concerning. Like I I pulled it up because I had to, I was like, all right, how much am I... This this money so, I invested so what like, this means, is owed to me. What this means to people, if you have savings in a savings account, right, you are going to lose money. Yes, if it is invested, that will scale up with inflation. And right. if you lose money, it will be considerably less money. Like right, you're a, gonna you're still you have, it's still gonna hit. If you have a hundred grand sitting in your savings account, you're fucked. Yeah, because. And and of course, this is a <laughs> this is not an economics podcast at all. Sure, it is. But here's the deal: because you worked in finances, I worked in finances. Yeah. The rate of if if you're in if you are saving your money and the amount the bank account if the inflation rate is two percent and the bank is only giving you half a percent, please explain to me why putting your money in a bank it, is safe. That means like you are, you are losing, losing one and a half percent. percent every year. Yeah. And people just don't realize that. Like, no. banks are a fucking joke. Yeah. In my opinion. Well, especially, you know, and it was different if back you, early 2000s or... Even in the 90s. In the 80s and the 90s, you know, you'd be getting a CD with like a 7 to 10% right, rate. Right, right. Now you're now looking best point two, Yeah. 0.5. Like, no, investing money in a bank, um, not worth your money. I will say credit unions are better. Right. Um, and that but is because, still, you're but still I mean, there's money. a major risk there because they're not FDIC insured, right? And, and, and you're you don't still get that dealing protection. with 
traditional banking products. Now, the good right. thing is most banks have some kind of investment financial services wing as well that can right. get you all the good shit. Um, but, yeah, and if, if you have that money and you have it in, oh, my God, it's in the market, so dangerous. But inflation will push the market I got 20, dollars I got, as a whole up. So my so 401. So hit. Well, I have an old 401k, and I was just looking at it the other day. It um, <laughs> Even with all this bullshit of COVID, I'm up 20%. Good. Like, 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 realistically, like well, my so my mark, like I went up. I think, I think, or maybe it was fourteen percent. Whatever. It was like a huge jump, and so my new four hundred one k. I was looking at the performances of everything, what they're averaging and what they've done this year so far, and I'm like, right. I am. I'm beating. Well, and if everything. you think about it, if you're still putting money in that four hundred one k or whatever four hundred one k you mm-hmm. have now that you're putting money into, when the market dropped, um, kind of around GameStop time. Well, so so <laughs> when the market dropped, if you're if your hundred dollars from each paycheck goes into your retirement right. fund or whatever, that's called dollar cost averaging. So that hundred dollars buys you thirty percent more shit. Right. And then when the market's super high, that hundred dollars buys you less shit. So you're inadvertently buying low. And, buying and, more when it's low and right. buying less when it's and, high, and, and, and that's, that's a super and that's a easy investment basic invention, yeah. investment thing. Um, fuck, we we got a we got an investment advisor friend that pop on here if we want him to. Oh yeah, he, he he'll tell he'll tell you everything you need to know, and then so old Khalil. But uh, spe- speaking of uh, not necessarily Khalil, but the people we have friend wise um, that we train with, um, we made a big move this weekend. Oh, yeah, gym location moved. It's nice. What do you think about it? I like it. Um, I like the way it's organized better. I do, too. The back room is a touch smaller than the back room was in the other. But I'm cool with it. Like, we we were talking about it last night. I was like, everything we do is stationary. Right. Does it really matter if it's closer? No, we we weren't talking about that last night. We were talking about that that this morning at, like, 4.30 (laughs) a.m. Good Lord, we're sick. Yeah. We're up that early. But, yeah, no, we were talking about that. And so, like, 99% of everything we do is stationary in a singular plane. Yeah. So Other than carrying sandbags right. and sleds. And if you're doing, like, Olympic lifting, if you're doing, like, weightlifting and you lose balance or something. Right. But that's why we have the 8-foot by 8-foot platform. Right. And that's why I think, you know, I like the 8-foot by 8-foot platform. I get it. It takes up a big yep. footprint. But it's... It's, it's, necess- ne- it's, it's necessary. necessary because we if you are. You want to do weightlifting in your gym. It's necessary to have an eight by. Well, eight. and and we are definitely and kudos to the owners, Kelly and Kendra and Kate. They are doing a good job of recognizing the market, mm-hmm. capping the membership, and saying, "Look, get what you get, man. Like this is the, if you want to power lift or Olympic weightlift." This is the spot. Right. We have the equipment. We have the we specific have the equipment. equipment. And we have the people who compete in these sports right. that are fucking good. Right. You know? you know, and that's something when I talk about the gym and I talk about like strong people, I say, here's the deal. We have three athletes who have competed in worlds. Right. There. Almost four. Are you including yourself? No, I was yeah. including myself on that third okay, one. Yeah. So we have two athletes who have competed in worlds. We have two world class athletes. Please find me another gym. Well, you can include yourself. You're going. Okay, fine. Whatever. Find me another gym that has two world class world's athletes. Right. right. It, within got, a 50-mile radius. Like, I don't even... Indianapolis doesn't even have that. It's got two national champions. Right. Indianapolis does not have that. They do not have two national... city. No. There are not national champions that train there. Oh, oh, world's team level people, though. They have world's caliber tra- oh, yeah. athletes, but none of them that have competed. But, like... 
But like truthfully, like if you want to be strong, but I would say that's probably the next closest. Oh thing. yeah, no, the, the I mean, arguably the best gym in the, in Indiana is Indy City, um, just because of the cl- the the level of yep. athletic performance that's there. But if you're in Purdue ish area, right, we're it, dude. Right, I mean, or you you've got uh, East Race Muscle up in uh, South Bend. Yeah, where which where is um, two and a half hours from here. Right, like there where, there's what, TD smashes yeah. up there. Yeah. yeah, there there's no game in town, and. Our owners have made the decision to cap the limit of members, and which is super important with the space. We don't want it to right. be overrun and no one can use shit. You know? But I, I look at it as it also it goes back to what we were talking about last week with um, applications and right. finding a coach. Yep, it is. It truly is now. It's a value proposition. Yes, and and here's the deal because uh, Kalu and I were talking about this this morning. If Kelly and Ken, if the girls wanted to charge me seventy dollars to train there and to use my the equipment that I require Have but there and in this atmosphere, well, well, it's not even if it was my equipment or not. the The cost of a powerlifting gym here in Indiana, you're looking at sixty bucks a month, right. is best I think right now. Because if you want to use calibrated plates, specialty bar, specialty equipment. You're looking at at least sixty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most expensive is they're they're cruising up close to eighty bucks. Yeah, I was going to say city. fifty to hundred is is pretty but, standard. And, and you know what? And the girls were like, "Well, I don't know. I don't want to price myself out of the market." I said, "How much is a CrossFit box?" Well, and who's your market? Right. Well, but how much is a CrossFit box? They charge a hundred plus dollars. Plus, and I the was members at the get numbers. it. If I opened a CrossFit box in town here, I would be at least one hundred and fifty a month per head. Right. Is what I would charge, but the clients get it. Like, like yep. I, I as, a, as a member, as a patron, get it. Like, I understand there's no one else in town that has a set of calibrated plates that I can squat, bench, and deadlift on. Right. No one. And there is not going to be anybody because there is Kirsten, no... Kirsten, I saw you put those 15 kilos on the leg press oh, did and, you not, really? and not put them back. I saw you. Oh, man, yeah. No, we're going to... I gonna, saw you. Yeah, the, that, one, that <laughs> shit will cut out real quick, but... Uh, <laughs> Use it on the leg press. That's fine. Like, no, I don't care. Put it back. Like I, I don't <laughs> care. Like it's not like I'm a, I'm a, I'm an asshole. It's like, oh no, you only, you only need to use calibrated plates and squat right. bench. It's not that big a deal. You ain't now, gonna hurt now, them. Now, if I'm trying to deadlift and y'all motherfuckers have them on the leg press, <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed. You know what? There's plenty of reds and blues for you. But no, there's not. Um, there's plenty of reds. There's plenty of reds. <laughs> but my thing is, is there's not, there's no one else around here, right? That either a has them or b. Is in the financial position to get them. Yeah, they ain't that's cheap. the big thing because they're what three dollars a pound now. Yeah, it's pretty spicy. Um, and when I was looking at getting a set with just four reds on each side, so it, it basically so you could deadlift like seven hundred ish with competition right. plates. Um, it was shipped to my door was going to be about seventeen hundred bucks. Right, right, and and they have and they have like which ones was it? What brand were those? That was Rogue. Okay, I didn't know if they were... Now, they they have... Because Titan has their own, and Bells of Steel has their own calibrated plates, but here's the deal. They're not approved. I was going to get the the pounds ones because I hate kilos. Dude. Rogue has the pounds ones. Oh, yeah, well, fucking... fucking, Well, the ones we have right now are are kilo ones. Which, I mean, duh, that's... It's fine. It's not that big a deal, but it was funny because I'm like fucking with these things this morning, trying to do math at 5 (laughs) a.m. on a squat bar, and I'm like... God damn it! Now I got to do kilos. I know how much this is in kilos. Now I got to convert it. This yellow it. one's only thirty three pounds. How much? Damn God it. damn it! You know, so I'm trying to like do the math in my head, and You'll it get good slowed at me it. down. You'll but get it's good at it's it. been a bit since I've had to use kilo plates, calibrated. Yeah. Plates. I mean, if whenever I'm squatting there or doing anything there, I'm using the kilo plates because they're sexy. They look nice. I mean, yeah. Jesus, it looked like I wasn't doing a, any damn weight today. Yeah, four four reds, 
in your brain should be 405, but it's really like 500. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, it sucks when you have like three reds on there, and you're like, oh my god, this is heavy. I feel like a bitch. Yep. But it it's really like almost changes. Pounds. It yeah, changes like, everything. I mean, everything's 55 versus 25 mm-hmm. or versus 45. Um. So I I am look cool. stoked for these. These are um. These are these are going to be something really nice. I hope we can get it approved. Uh, I think I hope Purdue will quit being stupid. Is um, Purdue not letting us bring those plays? So as of right now, last I heard, they are not approving it because of liability issue. I'm fucking irritated. I'm like, what the hell is your liability issue? I think it's the damage thing. They don't want it to get damaged and us sue them. Make us sign a waiver. Right. Like, that was my thing. I'm like, what are you worried about? Like, are you worried about us, da- that you guys damaging them and us suing you? Because we'll waiver sign yeah. for sure. Because here's the deal. It's not like it's any less safe to use a calibrated plate versus a... A, a regular plate. Right. It's no... 500 pounds, 500 pounds. 500 pounds on your throat is going to kill you. Yeah. Like, like, exactly. That's now, the truth. Now, but... But But if we were if, using bumpers we're using, and they don't want us to damage the floor, now. that makes sense. If you're using... Say it's a 500-pound bench press. Say someone dies. Right. Who does the family sue? I mean, they sue, sue Purdue because they're worth more money than us. Right. But we could be liable for that because our plates were used. Right. But, but you know, that, that I feel like I, don't I think... feel like the waiver says if you die, you, you cannot sue. sue. I, I don't pro- know. Well, in, well in, unless in, there's in, negligence. Yeah. Well, in and uh, yeah, Purdue isn't. I'm sure Purdue isn't looking out for fearless. No, with their, with their call here, they're looking out for themselves. But. Right, I, it's just one of those like really. I mean, either way, the calibrated plates will be at the meet because we have a booth and we it, have a table, so we will right. have them there saying, "Hey, look what we fucking have." Yeah. So whether we use them or not, it doesn't matter. I think if you're at a powerlifting meet, if you're if you are a strength athlete and you get hurt lifting and you sue the place you were lifting at, I have a. Problem you are, with you as a you're person. You're a giant nutsack of a human. Oh my gosh. And we will not be friends. Because it, you, this is that, not a safe sport. Like, it's not. Like, your risk for injury and getting hurt is very high at any given moment. If you're that kind of mamby pamby, you're in the wrong place. Man. God, I love that phrase, mamby pamby. They don't say that <laughs> enough anymore. I don't know if it's allowed. It's probably not PC. Mamby pamby? Yeah, it's probably like some sort of offensive person. Bambi's going to get mad or something. Mamby pamby. I want to start saying it, and, and depending, like, I want to see who gets offended by it. I do too. I want to. Then I'll know. be like, okay, those are the people that are offended by this. Yeah, so I, I know to not associate with them, right? <laughs> and to continue to make. I don't fun know. Of them. I don't really know, like, who it's degrading. So I mean, I think sissy, ninny stuff like that. Are typically, toward, it's like oh, toward, negative, toxic toward, masculinity toward effeminate men, right? Right. Is where you would normally put it back. You know, you can be gay or straight. You can be effeminate either way. Um, so I wonder if that would be the crowd. Probably. In, in which case, look, I, I worked in cheerleading for a long time. Here's the deal: those I dudes a, are fucking I had, tough. I had a I had a business partner who was who was a, a gay man, and gotta tell you what, I learned the best Mamby Mamby Pamby jokes from him. Dude, <laughs> you know what? Like, I so I'm not. I'm, so I'm saying, if you're someone who's offended by that, it just doesn't mean like oh, gay people are offended. It's it's like. People who are wusses are offended by it, regardless of orientation. Right. And, and well, so silly. here's the thing is, so I went to the bar um, several long while ago, and I met a guy who 
He was gay. Like, he clearly was gay, but he was like, no, 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 I'm not gay. I'm a twink. I'm like, what the fuck does that oh, even mean? It's like young, and he, clean, like, self identifies yep, yep. as a twink. And I didn't know that was what That's a, thing. a classification. But, like, that's his identification. And yeah. calling him a twink is not offensive to him. Kind of like I'm a big well, unless you're burly like, man, and it's okay you're if a you bear. call me a big burly man. But, like, he's. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you call him a twink and you're being degrading, obviously, it's going to be offensive. But, like, he totally is like, no, 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 I'm a twink. I'm a twink and it's cool. Right. Like, and he was, fuck, I think we, I think we closed down the (laughs) bar with that dude because he was cool as shit. Yeah. He was a cool guy to talk to and I'm fine with it. So, hey, by the way, have you seen any good movies? So I, we talked, we talked about Venom. So I have a, so I've, I went and saw it that very night, that night again with my Mm -hmm, girlfriend. mm And I remember what we were talking about with the multiverse man, with like the multiverse stuff in the tale right, and right. how you're like, wait, no, isn't there a continuity issue? So rewatch it. Spoiler okay. alert. So the picture that J. Jonah Jameson is talking about is different than the picture oh. in the Spider-Man Far From Home or whatever. It is different. So they, it's like they reset the timeline and open the multiverse, but it still didn't fix it. So, so, so when he is talking, yeah. It still didn't fix it. Interesting. Yeah. So because I'm watching it and I'm remembering back to the Spider-Man movie and in Far From Home at the end, he they're doing this announcement. It's a picture of Spider-Man. It's not a it's not a live action. He's in oh. love live in, in, in Times Square, whereas in Venom, he's at Times Square. It's a it's a picture of of Tom Holland with his mask off and it's like a, a video. It's not mm. a picture. It's a video of Tom Holland, and they're kind of panning around him. So it's not a picture. Completely different stuff. Interesting. Um, because in Spider-Man: Far From Home, it's a picture of Peter Parker as school, and it's huh. a picture. And it's um, uh, and I could be remembering wrong, but when um, Mysterio says Spider-Man's t- uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man. Then it brings up the picture. There's no, there's no, I don't, I don't think there's a, a, a video huh. or there's any moment in the, uh, any of the current Spider Man movies where Tom Holland is without a mask in Times Square. Hmm. Um, I think that was a scene directly ripped from the brand new one. Right. Because if we look at the new trailers, I think there's a scene where Tom Holland is in his Spider Man costume, not wearing his mask in Times Square. So I just wanted to clear that up because I think that's correct. And wow. so I think they did not make a continuity error, but if they did, good. Good eye on you. Um, Interesting. I'm, I'm just excited for it to come. Oh, out. my God. It's such a good – it's going to be a good December. You know what I saw this week? What? The Snyder Cut is on DVD. Have you not seen the Snyder Cut yet? I have not. So I oh, bought it. Oh, what do you it. think of it? I have bought it. I'm like halfway through. Oh, man. I dig it. So, so It's so good. Everyone was shitting. I didn't realize you haven't seen it. Everyone was shitting on Justice League, right? Oh, I, I didn't when like Justice League. So I did, but I understood. For me, what would have made it better is a little more deep dive into the individual. We just got introduced to so many characters. And if right. you didn't know the comic book history, like if Ellen is watching right. it and she never read comics as a kid because she was a normal person. Right. Um, you'd be a little like, okay, I guess we're just doing this. You know, it seemed a little like jarring almost. Right. This it was, fixes that. It was good. I do... I do disagree with one thing that was done. And I may not have gotten there yet. Well, so so there's a difference between the way uh God Darkseid's little bitch lackey, what's his name? 
Oh, the starts with an S. Uh, I want to say Surtur, but that's from a different universe. Anyway, the guy with the big axe and the horns. Yeah. So in the Snyder cut, he looks different. He he's he's he, like shiny armor guy. Yeah. I so was trying to remember. I was so like, in the original, like, he's he not like he's not he's not shiny armor guy. I don't think. I like not shiny armor guy. Yeah. I like his more rough, less pretty, fancy look because I feel like it fits his character a little bit more. See, and I was trying to remember because it's been a long time since I've watched Justice League. I was like, was that what he was wearing when he had no. that movie? Okay, I really i i, I want to see a uncut version of Batman versus Superman now. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I mean, there's this big push to like bring some of those out. And I feel like... And uncut some of those, maybe reshoot some stuff. Because I so, feel like Batman versus Superman needs an uncut three-hour version because it was not good. Like, it was it, bad. It was, it was very good, rushed. I, I feel like... Exactly. That's kind of how because, I felt with Justice League. I because, felt like it was Because it was so quick. rushed because you're bringing in... So, you're bringing in Wonder Woman. You're bringing in The Flash. And in in the Superman Flash was there. Uh, I think the Flash was in Batman versus Superman. But like, either way, you got Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. And then you have um uh, uh good lord, I Doomsday. suck Doomsday. Yeah. Um. So like, give Doomsday a little bit better backstory. Yeah. It was just a little it, because you have Lex Luthor like they, as well. They tried to cram too much in, and I feel did, like that's what they did on Justice League. Too. And they gave it the Spider Man three treatment. Yeah. Um. And I'm nervous that they're going to do that for the new Spider Man. There is a lot going there on. There is in this a new movie. lot going on in this damn movie. And and if they do that, we'll just realize Toby Maguire is the problem, not anything else. Right. So so <laughs> so yeah, if they do this re- correctly, you can be like, "Oh, Toby Maguire was the problem," or you could blame the writing. I am, If they do it wrong, I'll be like, "It's Toby's fault because so, he ruined the, the <laughs> Spider-Man 3." Well, Andrew Garfield didn't do a good job in his ones either, but Yeah, I can't believe he got a second one. Yeah. No. I think it was already being being shot. Yeah. I I truthfully think that I want it to be great, but I don't have high expectations knowing that we're going to have three Spider-Man. We've got Green Goblin confirmed. This will be what? Is this going to be the third or fourth Spider-Man movie? The third one with Tom Holland. So we've got three different guys playing Spider-Man, allegedly, from what the rumors are. We've got um, Green Goblin. We've also got... Doc Ock, which I'm I'm cool with, man. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Doc was, Ock, he looks fucking dope. He was my favorite and then Spider-Man villain that they've um, had in Electro. all the movies. Electro will be in there, too. He was meh. Um, is Sandman going to be in there? So, I, I don't know. So That dude played LOL in Wings. Yes. <laughs> um. So, like, I love that they're setting this up. And I, you know what? Maybe we'll get some more setup in the Eternals. So I hope so. I'm hoping so we can get some back. Next month, yeah. Right? yeah. So I'm hoping that Marvel will give some setup to this, you know, and maybe the Eternals or what if or what one of those those other Disney Plus ones that they're pumping out will give us a little bit of um, Spider-Man background because if you if you were to open up the Avengers movie or like watch the the um, the entire series out of order. You and you are a person who's never watched a comic. You're like, hang on, wait, what the fuck's going on? You know, if you watch the third film or the fifth right. film in Phase Three or whatever, you're like, wait, what the hell's going on? Who are these people? So if you think whereas about- now there's like maybe it maybe some of those other external ones are building yeah. off each other, and that could be a marketing thing for Disney so- to encourage people to buy Disney Plus. I could see that yeah, being I a thing. See that that's smart. Um, so I mean, one that's of the a smart that business. Was nice thing. about and this is, I feel like Justice so. Let's compare it first. Just let's Justice League compared to first event, the first Avengers movie. First Avengers movie, you had 
an Iron Man movie or two. You had you a had, dozen had movies building movies. it up. So you basically had all that backstory coming into it. Right. Like very few people probably went and watched Avengers well, and hadn't seen so at least think some about of the other in the, ones. Um, think in about Justice how League, many, they didn't have that. Yeah, how many Marvel movies they had. How many fucking Batman actors they've had since... Yeah. Like, you know, the get-go. I mean... Well, and, and if you think about Batman, the Ben... Or not ben, ben Affleck. Stiller, ben Affleck, Batman. Ben Stiller, Batman. I would pay to see that just because I want to see it. You had the Christian Bale Batman movies, right. which were great. They were... And then you had... You didn't have a a Ben Affleck Batman movie. No, nope, you had Batman, Batman versus Superman. Right. And then you had Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very well done. A little slow for some people. Right. But I think it was very well done. Right. The longest destroy a city fight scene ever. <laughs> well, so even um, before you, you that, had you had the Superman. Well, you even right? still, even then before that, you had um, oh god, what was the other Batman movie that came out? Or not Batman movie? Superman came out in 04. Uh That was the dude that plays in. Um, there's a DC TV show, mm-hmm. Heroes of Tomorrow, or something, something like yeah, that. But He's, so we've plays, had we've had two him, we yeah. had two Superman actors, two Batman actors. Yep. Before Justice League comes out, whereas in well, and, Marvel and Justice they've League, all been consistent. Justice, well, at least with the Superman in Justice League, mm-hmm. they had that Superman had his own movie. Right. This Batman did not have his own. Right. Movie. And 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 he doesn't really feel like a fully developed character because of it either. Right. And then you did have the Wonder Woman movie before Justice League, and I think that helped her a lot. But then you also have in Justice League, you had Cyborg, you had Flash, you had... Um, right, you have um, Lex uh, Luthor Aqu- is Aquaman. still in there, you Aquaman. Lex Luthor, and, and at least Aquaman got a good character development movie after Justice League just because people loved Jason Momoa and they knew he would sell a right. movie ticket, you know? Right, Um but yeah, I feel like Marvel did it better because they basically the whole cast of the Avengers had their own movie and character development. Then you right, you, I mean, it. you had you had three you had three Iron Man movies mm-hmm. before a um, a freaking uh, what should we call it? Avengers, the Avengers yeah. movie. So you have a full Tony Stark character arc. I mean, you get to see Tony Stark, Playboy, billionaire, philanthropist. Tony mm-hmm. Stark. Um, oops, I realized I made something bad. Tony Stark. Right. Oh my god, I'm fucking dying. Yeah. Um, dealing and and I liked honestly. The third one was after the the Avengers movie. Was right? it? I think so. I didn't think, I think so. The Maybe first it, two yeah, it was. Out first. Yeah, it was because he had and I because that was the precursor to Age of Ultron was his oh fuck Iron Man three movie, right right and you know what people didn't like Iron Man three it's probably the mo- different mo- feel. least fa- favored one. Um, looking back on it, I really appreciate it. Because it, it, it goes was, in, it was very different than the other, and ones. it goes in, and that's what I think. I think if it, w- it had come out now, um, because now the Marvel movies are very varied, I think it would be, have a better response. Because yep. the third Iron Man, obviously, people didn't like the, um, the, more, the Mandarin it was, it, thing. So it wasn't Iron Man three; it was Tony Stark one. Well, exactly. Yeah. I it made Tony Stark a human, and I think yep. if it wasn't for that one, I don't think we would have been that devastated when he died. Right. Um because we he's a human. It definitely we, it, took him his character got a lot deeper in Right. World. I mean cuz he he starts talking about this PTSD stuff that he's mm. dealing with and you you can from a and it, no one's ever done that. No if, right. to my knowledge no movie's ever addressed how how fucked up a superhero how should be fucked for up what a seat. superhero <laughs> is. 
like obviously Batman. Has Batman trauma, is kind of the poster child of that. But you're but, right; it was it was never looked at. It never in that way. it never addresses like because it only talks about Batman's PTSD as a child, not right. like the not, PTSD not from, what from he does fucking every night. with people. <laughs> Whereas Iron Man, he had like full on panic attacks. You know, yeah. Um, he he basically lost his shit. Yeah. And I appreciated that out of the movie so much more now. Yeah, there was definitely a lot more levels to that one than a lot of the other ones. Right. And, you know, I think that's the only one that's like that. I don't know of any other ones where you see a huge character. I don't I don't want to say development because we just get a, a peer into the, 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 the character themselves a lot more than we do with, you know, Thor. I mean, even in Thor, they're, they're start, they started to do that with uh, the... Um, the end game movie, you know, they kind of deal, they, yep. they kind of humanize them a little bit more. Um, but m- other than that, there's not much humanization of it. Um, I watched the black widow movie. Um, eh. Eh. enjoyable. It, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was great. You know, it humanized Dude, her, her but, like, sister but was my favorite person in that I whole fucking movie. She my, was so funny. She is. And my thing is I would have much rather had that movie come out before. I think yeah. knowing that she's dead. Takes some of the way the 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 mm. the the steam out of it, so to speak, because it was it was a prequel, right? Duh, she was alive in it, right? And so obviously it set up the person who could potentially take over the Black Widow mantle, but like who, I would have, who I love, that's that chick from Midsummer, right? Oh my god, I'm she not allowed to watch so... that movie. She, my girlfriend, will not. She says it's she doesn't want to watch it. I don't know why, dude. That uh, that is like. Ellen's style of horror movie. It's like it's like kind of creepy, disturbing. Yeah, Hannah doesn't so Hannah good. doesn't like those ones, man. Yeah, you should watch it. I by may yourself. watch it. Maybe or I'll, I'll get it. We'll watch it here sometime. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I I think that was, you know, I think that was a big disappointment to me. Um, I also think that that movie relied on people's knowledge a little bit more of world history. Which one? Oh, uh, Black the, Widow. The Black Widow one. Yeah. Um, because if you don't understand, and you also have to know all of the Marvel movies to understand, yeah, where this, this Russian super soldier comes this. from, yeah, <clears throat> and and you know what, I like that part of Marvel. I like yeah. that you can't just be when like, when Endgame was Gen coming Pop, out, you have to watch them. Oh my god, when, I watched them all when the, Endgame in a month. Was, yep, I watched them all. And Thirty I, total hours I or made, something freaking stupid. It's like twenty-one movies or something. Yeah, like that I made Ellen watch like eighteen of them with me. Yeah, leading up to it, she's like. It, it was at one point after we saw Endgame, she was like, "Yeah, there were a couple nights where I knew we were going to watch a Marvel movie, and I just wanted to cry." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Hannah is not like She's that. A and I am. She's I am. A I am appreciative that my girlfriend is not like that. So much so. So get this: I come home, and there are three. Uh, we keep getting a damn a bunch of mail and books in the mail. And Hannah's a big reader. All of a sudden, I see her open one of these three Venom comics. I'm like, oh, nice. what is it? Wait, wait, what the fuck is going? Wait. She loves Venom, yeah. dude. Ellen Ellen liked the movies, but it was just it was just a lot of Marvel in a row because we had to get through them before the movie. Oh came my out. gosh, right? So I get it. Um, I don't know how Hannah would do that. She and I have a hard time doing a movie like a long three hour movie yeah. because we will both be like, we, we got def- shit, we got to get done. We definitely broke it up, broke some of them up. Like but. like we would we will sit there with the hell. Mo- I think we did that with Scarlet Witch or not Scarlet Witch, um, Wanda Black Vision. Widow. Oh, Black Widow. When we were watching one, or, uh, yeah, Black Widow, we, like, started off watching the movie, and then we're like, all right, well, I'm hungry, so we both get up, and we start fiddling around with doing shit. I ended up going to bed. I was tired yeah. um, before the very end of the movie, but, um, yeah, we, we we were just, like, can't sit through a two-and-a-half-hour movie because we have shit we've got to be doing. It's a commitment. And so, like, the other thing is, is, oh, my gosh, 
I have to thank you and for our listeners who welcome who did not make it to the very end of the podcast last week. You are missing out. Um, I'm trying to remember what the very end. So you gave probably the best relationship advice I'd ever heard. Oh, go Um, me. If 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 you are you and your significant other are fighting or kind of fighting or having a disagreement, but you still want to not miss date night. Go to a fucking movie. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, right? No, no, we were I was so mad because we were late to the movie. Watch the movie, everything's gone. Like we yeah. got to share an experience and there we go. You got to share an experience. You didn't have to like talk to each other and like dredge up the shit you're pissed off about. Right. Which yeah. whether that's healthy or not, I don't well, really know. But I think in your instance, if you were kind of pissed because we're late for the movie and stuff like that. Oh, it was great for me. It was great because you got to do the thing. And take care of the problem that was pissing you off. Right, right. Obviously, I missed part of the movie. Even though I've seen the damn movie, I was still irritated that we were late. But, you know, I can only control my actions and myself. And going to something like that provides a nice distraction and a reminder of like, hey, this is why. And you get to appreciate a movie with someone else. It's still like time with each other, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so definitely great advice to our listeners about that stuff. Oh yeah, you we got are, this. We are ripping off a uh, a thing, and we kinda, we're going to run a little long on this one. Touched on one of them, but uh, okay. So this is a complete rip off to Massonomic Podcast, and I say that <laughs> because I, I'm a Massonomics Podcast listener. Their listeners are very devout, and when people steal their shit and don't give them credit, ooh, they come at you pretty. Oh, hard. do they really? Yeah. Uh, like, like, wait, the listeners of Massonomics does. The listeners do. Oh, I and then, love it. And then Mass and I was like, "Do you see what people did?" You know, um, it's like so they had the the "Don't Curl in Me" banner that you put in the squat rack, right? Right. Um, some other company, I think Rep Fitness, came out with a banner that they have a rackable curl bar, and they came out with a banner that says "Curl in Me," and it was kind of a straight up copy but opposite of the Massonomics banner. Um, and, By the way, I got I got shit on that company, man. They're terrible. Their quality of material is bad. It is affordable imported steel. It, it's no, Titan so Fitness. It's worse. I don't, I don't have any of their stuff. So, so we um, during COVID, we that was the only place we could get a bench. Mm-hmm. We replaced that bench three fucking times wow. because it kept seaming out. Now, bear in mind, there are four people that were using that bench, so it was maybe getting a total of sixteen uses a day. Okay, maybe, which and is a fair f- amount for a home gym. But. Right, but if if they're marketing to commercial gyms or boutique gyms like where we train, yeah, that's embarrassing. Like right. we were pissed because the thing wasn't they cheap. Ain't rogue. No, oh my gosh, and it was it was just like how is this ripping at the seams? Right, and what was the final nail in the coffin? Is it wasn't even ripping at it started to not rip at seams. It well, was just ripping. Like you, it's not like you had like. Dudes like me benching over four for reps. Right, it wasn't like there know? was like some massive people. I was probably one of the bigger benchers. It was like me, my girlfriend, a and two Olympic weightlifters. So it uh, wasn't like it was like anything impressive. Who was we were moving major weights, or it's not like we were putting rubber bands on anything, or like right. using it in a way that it's that not would, supposed to be used. Up. No, no, no. It could not. It it couldn't make it through six months. It couldn't even use right. six months without being replaced we replaced it two or three times and i'm like fuck that so um because we also use the rack yeah don't do that i was like whoops (laughs) (laughs) i think i almost died on that thing yeah anyway maybe maybe they're like titan where like don't buy the version one of anything yeah no version twos are pretty dope yeah that's how i feel oh my gosh version one squat safety squat bar i have one i have i've used one it is garbage (laughs) Um, the new one dope pretty goddamn good really good 
Um, um, maybe not quite as good foam as like the SS uh, yoke bar from Elite FTS, but shit, it's like half the price. So, right. um, anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, you're you. good. You're you good. Got some questions. Um, so anyway, so yeah, they, they got in a bit of shit between Massonomics and rep fitness over that banner. They ended up pulling the, the banner, like the Massonomics guys were like, look, I mean, it kind of is like a straight ripoff. Like we get it, but like, it's, it's whatever. But man, the, the, the Massonomics, fans just tore the fuck out of them um so not that i'm scared of massonomics podcast honestly would probably get us attention and people would start (laughs) listening so maybe i shouldn't give them credit so no this is my original thing um uh massonomics had nothing to do with it gary v had nothing to do with it it's just straight from my brain fun fact gary v does underrated overrated after massonomics did it so i don't know why people aren't going after gary v (laughs) anyway so this is underrated overrated you have to I'm gonna give you a series of topics. Okay. You have to tell me if this if this particular thing is overrated or underrated. Now realize that doesn't mean do I like it or do I not like it. It means objectively, is this thing overrated or not? Okay. You can't ride the line. You can't say it's appropriately rated. You have to pick one or always the other. underrated. Always underrated. Well, geez, you won't be fun at all. Fuck. You can. Oh, no, no. I, I thought you were actually going to ask me about lifters. Like, oh, pick, no, pick no. a lifter who you think is overrated. This pick is a lifter random. who's underrated. This I was is, like, I've got an overrated lifter for sure. This is the, this fucker did my programming. The, the or these people did my programming, and I think they are very overrated now. Who's that? Steffi Cohen is very overrated as a athlete. Ooh. Okay, well, let me just get on my soapbox. I'm sorry, because Hannah and I <laughs> both were big followers of her. I was a huge fan of her. Mm-hmm. Well, and who, how could you not be? She right. was just like, crushing records. Right, and now she is a cash out. She's cashed out completely. I mean, look at her social She's media. She's definitely switched over to, to just, not powerlifting. Well, well, so she is she is riding the wave that Hybrid's popularity has and making money on it. And I, as a free market person, yep. cool. As a person who was a fan of her as a powerlifter, not cool, not a fan, I'm done. You don't like the sellout feel? Well, no, I don't like the sellout. I also have a huge problem with her. I get a very much hypocrite sense from her because Mm. she is not a fan of over-sexualizing herself or the sport, yet continuously over-sexualizes a lot of her posts I can see that. And I have a problem with that. I have a problem with that. Which, if you're going to do that, fucking do it. More power to you. I mean, like, you you do that. You're against it. Yeah. Or, like, be like, oh, this makes me nervous. Or, like, I'm like, I understand. But I I do. I have a problem with you you, continuing to pander to powerlifters and say you are powerlifter centered when you yourself don't powerlift. Right, um, and and there's probably some. Not to there's say some, she doesn't know how to program for right, it, right. She did it for so right, long, but it's definitely not me, like her like, thing. Anyway. Yeah, and and there's some behind the scenes interworkings because if you, for those of you who have followed Hybrid for a long time, there's there was there must have been some sort of split. So Alex Usler, Usler, I'm gonna say his name wrong. I'm sorry. Um, I follow him and Steffi very closely because they were the two of the main founders of Hybrid Performance. Right. He does not post about them ever. Really? He, I don't think, has any association with hybrid so performance. Maybe they bought him out or something. I don't know. He is a hundred percent ghost. Ghost has opened partner. up their own gym because ghost has their own gym. <clears throat> so I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, so that I will I leave want, it at. I that. want some ghost shit. Me too. So what you got? Overrated, underrated. All right, we have four topics. The first topic, we kind of covered this already. DC movies, overrated or underrated? Over or underrated. Underrated. 
Very much underrated. Care to um, elaborate? Yeah. Um, so I like them content wise. Pacing, mm, you have to be a fan of DC. So, but I'm right. also very biased. I am a di- I'm a diehard DC person. Gotcha. Like okay. I will always is, go DC. This wise. is the Preston edition of underrated. So I try to pick topics that are pertinent. To <laughs> yeah, DC DC movies are very much underrated because they are overshadowed by Marvel. Marvel, Marvel yeah. and they had some pretty badass movies Dude. back in the past. Like Show original me. Batman, like when Tim Burton Batman, dark as fuck, nail right. on the head. Batman. Well, in the Dark Knight movies, very good. Like that, uh, the the Christian Bale one's very yes, good. Yes, very very good. Show me a superhero movie better than the first Wonder Woman movie that came out a couple years back. Oh yeah, they they killed it. So, Patty Jenkins, oh, fucking badass director. My God, um, Gal Gadot. That's, that is probably my favorite great. superhero movie. Um, and I, what I like about it is it's 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 very much. I like it from an athletic standpoint because look at the Amazons in that movie. They're jacked. Badass women, man. And and it takes away the I'm gonna that you look like a man look. No, they thing. look good. They look badass as hell. I I mean Dude, and I love so I Shout have out a, to Jessica Fithin and I you look a, like a man. I have a daughter. Um so anytime there's like a movie where a woman is like a badass and, right. and it like very like like she's a woman. It's not like a woman trying to be a, a dude or whatever, which if that's your thing, that's your thing, no worries. But I think it's really cool to see like a woman be super fucking badass like that. And still and, maintain their femininity. Yeah. Is that a word? Still, I don't know. I just made it up. I don't yeah, care. And, and I mean, shoot, you can say I'm toxic masculine in my daughter or whatever. I don't know. Wonder Woman was a badass movie. Um, I was super stoked to have my daughter watch that movie because I think it puts a great message. Right. I think it to, encourages to girls. Like you can, you hey, can you do can do some really cool you shit. You can still be, be a, a girl and still be a badass. Yeah. And I, and I like that. Yeah. Um, underrated or overrated? Sumo deadlift. Overrated. I am so here's the deal. I am a I'm a sumo puller 100%. If I could physiologically pull conventional, I think it carries over better. My risk so sumo is mm. so fucking technical and it hit, my sumo deadlift has prevented my squat from growing. Yeah, that's fair. Um so I'm a wider squat guy. So, so I, they, I they hit similar on mm-hmm, the hips. And I think it's overrated. I think it is, it's one of those lifts that's so easy to cheat it on. So you're not limited by how far your feet fucking can go. Theoretically, if you wanted to pull sumo with your feet wider than the plates and you wanted to start it with the weights on the, like your weight out further, you could do sumo pull with your feet wider than the plates. So you could do a two inch range of motion on sumo. No one's ever going to do it because it'll break their fucking feet. Right. But like it is, it is far overrated because it, I, I don't like it. I, I am trying very hard to convert to conventional. Well, and you're, and you're good at it, I, and I'm it's going to get you it. a better total. So of course you're going to use it. But, but if you could, if if your conventional and sumo were equal, I'd just pulse conventional all day, all right day. day, faster. It looks better. Um, I also so most people their sticking point on sumo is off the floor. My sticking point is the same on my sumo as it is on my conventional. Interesting. I'm actually slower off the floor on my conventional than I am on my sumo. Huh. You ever watch me? De- like, I'm serious. Like, watch my deadlift, my 500-pound deadlift conventional versus my sumo deadlift. Um, not real warm or a little sore or right. something. I'm pretty fucking slow off the floor on a conventional versus sumo. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting. interesting. Underrated, overrated, pre-workout. <laughs> overrated. 
So are you? Do you I do am, a bunch of pre workout. I am do? an I avid pre workout person. I was like, you're you're pretty consistent. I drink but you're it. Pretty hype in the gym in general. Um, <laughs> I am a hundred percent a pre workout user, and of course, this, that I am literally saying making myself a hypocrite. I dig myself into a very much of a sleep hole. Ah. So I don't sleep more than six hours a night. Um, fuck, I got up four thirty this morning, took my pre workout. Here's the deal: I have some pretty badass numbers in the gym, like. Two three years ago, I pulled five hundred for ten with zero pre workout. I said nice. I said a decent meal. Yeah, like, like, and I have other peers who were like, "Nah, I maybe I'll drink like you an like energy drink. it, but you don't think it does as much as people hope it does." No, it does not. Now there are certain ingredients and stuff that can maybe do it. I like it because it makes me itchy. I like the itch, and I like sweating, and it makes me sweat a lot more. Mm, Those are the things I chase for. So, no, overrated by by far. All right. This is this is the this one. Is the hard this one? is the one for all the money. Overrated or underrated? Short shorts and no shirts. Oh, it's underrated for sure. <laughs> so fucking sure. Oh, you you know you knew where this was coming. Oh fuck yeah! I think you know what I I because I remember one time I gave you a bunch of shit. I said no man, lose a shirt, short shorts. Um, I think there was one time you, me, and Grant was talking to me about that, one of our buddies. I wasn't there, but you got Grant naked in the gym. Yeah, Grant and I were, like, <laughs> wearing shirt, no shirt and wearing short shorts, and we were just, like, fucking around. This is right before COVID. No, I think you, no, you were there. Cause it was I was you. not shirtless. I Yeah, but one of us, we were posing in the mirror, jacking around, and I think your fiance walked in and was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> I, I think Ellen walked in, and this is, like, one of the few times, one of the last times we trained at Fearless before, uh, before, before COVID, COVID broke everything. Yeah. Um, oh, I think it's highly underrated. I like it. Um, Preston it looks, always comes into the gym. It encourages fully clothed, maybe five somehow, minutes, and then somehow your shorts get shorter, even though they're the same shorts, and your right. shirt is gone. So I, I think it preaches body positivity. That's the that's the vein I'm going to go in. Perfect. Being body positive. Um, you know what? Be fat, skinny, pink, white. I don't really care. You want to wear? You don't want to lift with a shirt on? By all means, you do that. You're right. If your gym doesn't have a rule against it, fuck yeah, dude. And we you. don't. We yeah. don't. Uh, I've gotten in trouble many times at commercial gyms. Oh, God, when Vasa yeah, came. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, you- when Vasa opened up, I didn't wear a shirt all the time. And, man, did they get in, they hate me for that. And the only reason I stopped is because one of our friends works there, and they went and started talking to him and saying, to hey, talk to, 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 to <laughs> come to me and say something. And I said, I'm sorry, man. He's like, bro, I didn't want membership to... sales. That ain't my job. He's like, I am. I was like, I'm sorry, man. I don't want to put you in a bad spot. I'll quit. And he's like, okay, thanks. I don't really care. They're just going to keep bothering <laughs> me about it. I was like, whatever, man. I don't want you to get in trouble. So I, you know, I did that. And you know what? Fuck it. What's really annoying, though, is, you know what? What is overrated? The motherfuckers who w- take their shirts off and then drop their pants and start posing shake their in their quad. and well they oh well, I shake my quad no but they drop their pants and then start posing in their underoos, man I don't even want to see that like keep your pants on like they you got like I have, yeah I know they do and it fucking bugs me because I'm like I can sit why are your pants around your ankles in the gym man that's right. fucking gross <laughs> like at least my pants are around my waist yes I mean there's nothing underneath but like. Right. So they're wearing the same amount of clothes as you then if you don't wear underwear. No. No, because my clothes are thick. I've got those thick, uh, like, sweatpant material shorts. Okay. So at least there's a little bit of, like, whatever. <laughs> Whereas, like, these dudes are rocking around their underoos or their posing, tr- posing shorts or, or their uh, bikini. I think that's the one thing I, that'll prevent me from doing is I, I don't know if I could ever get in a banana hammock. Yeah. I say that, but... 
I, I could, probably could. I could, but only if I was a male stripper and getting right. paid for it. Speaking of, I want to touch on that. Shout out to... No strippers? Uh, no, I don't know any strippers. Uh, shout out to my friend Derek Lunsford, who just won the Olympia 212. Damn, He's right? been chasing this for four years. I think this is his fourth fourth shot at it. Um, Third shot at it. And he's been, like, right there every time. Um, Hell, he got fucking second place his first year at it. Hmm. He, he got his pro card, and then, like, two weeks later, went and did the Olympia. Dang. Or, no, what was it? He got his pro card, went and did his first pro show, and qualified for the Olympia. And, like... I don't remember how well he did second, third, or whatever, but he's been in second, top three several years in a row, so shout-out to my friend. Solid. Um, definitely gave me – he has given me um, my my mindset and my approach to, like, um, a lot of the extracurricular things that go into uh, powerlifting, strength sports, lifting in general. Steroids? Yeah, he's – well, <laughs> so he definitely – um, gave me a lot of perspective. So, uh, like sleep recovery and stuff like that. Well, yeah. Cause so when he was in college, cause we, we were next door neighbors. I talked to him all the time. He never drank. And he told me that, you know, cause I was, this is when I was wanting to get back into powerlifting and I had these goals. He told me, dude, you got to quit then. Like he, he told me powerlifting. You'll, you'll never be a good powerlifter. You'll never be a good lifter until you can get until drinking is not, is, is far less important right. than, uh, than, than your lifting career. So I used to get drunk every night in college. Right. Um, he one time found me passed out outside of my apartment, just chilling drunk. <laughs> and like he, what, he, he told my, my roommates and they're like, yeah, fuck. We know he's there. Leave him. <laughs> he threw up like, no, but like he, he truthfully, like he, he definitely gave me some tough love, some tough guidance that I didn't want to hear. And it's taken me several years, but he was probably one of the first people that's ever told me, Hey, you got to pick one. Because right. you're not going to get where you want to go being, doing what you're doing right now. Because yep. um, he was, you know, drugs aside, that was his that was his whole philosophy in oh, college. Dude, yeah. He was a hundred percent pissing clean when we were in college. He had he has good genetics, and he was willing to bust his butt. Yeah, and it shows because yeah. uh, he just won the Olympia. Right. I mean, you can, and you know, I don't know what he's taking if he's taking anything. Um, I mean, it's just now. I think it's just assumed if you're in the Olympia, you're taking drugs. But I mean, I'd be really surprised if he wasn't. But I'm not shitting on it either. That's what it takes at that level. Right. I mean, everybody else is doing it. If you want to yep. be the best, you kind of have to play the game. Yep. Which is unfortunate. I will say though, the Olympia this year was very, very good. Yeah. Um, from what I was seeing, I didn't. This is I didn't watch it this year, um, because I was asleep. Oh no! Wait. Yeah, I was asleep that because I was driving. I was either asleep or on my way to Kentucky, to Ohio to go watch that football game. Gotcha. Um, which was a waste of my time. I got ass kicked. Um, but yeah, no, congrats to him. Cool. All right, well, let's bring it in for a landing here. Uh, be sure to hop over to wherever you listen to this and drop us a five-star review. Also, remember, you do have the option of supporting the podcast here. Five bucks a month for the uh, basic membership if you're enjoying what you're hearing. And then 30 bucks a month if you want some programming with it. For sure. Where can you be found on Instagram? You can find me at strongman underscore Dan and meathead chatter at meathead chatter. And Preston? At PSAC16. And then we actually, our gym just changed their Instagram. I'm looking that up right now because I we just changed our name because it was Fearless Food Fitness Boot Camp. We are now Fearless Boot Camp and Barbell. Boom. Fearless underscore boot camp underscore and underscore barbell. Love Check it. us out. New location. If you can't find it, well, it's because you're not invited. Yeah. I mean, you can. Yeah. If you can't find it, it's because you don't know how to use a phone, I guess. Right. It's there. <laughs> All right. Cool. Until next time. We'll catch you guys later.